All right, that's not a good it. look. <laughs> I'm getting upset, which means I think I'm ready for the show. That sounds about right. <laughs> you look great today, Nick. Thanks, you too. Just got to get triggered. I mean, Nick, if you want to do that, you could just talk to me about EA or wait, I don't know, wait or, at it, or how I how I play Sea of Thieves wrong, or you know, just talk to me about <sighs> grenade launchers and Destiny. You play Sea of Thieves right. I try to play passively. I don't like conflict. You play the game proper. I'm admitting That's it now. Fair. Also, eat shit and die whenever you want to bring that up. Sounds fair. You, it's amazing because. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Casual Master Quest. I'm your host for the episode, Nick, and I'm joined by my beautiful, lovely co-host, Tyler. This is episode 53, and it's going to be a big one. Yes, yes. Uh, as the Dungeon Master dictates, we're going to have a fun time. Lots of stuff to talk about uh, for us. This is technically pre-E3, but we're getting ready to jump right into where we're in the waiting pool. That is, you know, the Olympic pool is next week. Yes, this is the E3 waiting lobby, uh, but we already have some E3 news to break to you, uh, followed by some... By a lot of news, and as promised, Pokemon week number two, which we will get to at some point, I hope, within good, reasonable time. But before yeah. we b- before we start talking about all that, Tyler, how's your week been? Doing pretty good. Uh, Nick has been red rocketing over Pokemon, but I've been uh, pretty chill with this week. When it comes to the stuff to talk about that isn't video game related, I'm scared to report, Nick. But honestly, I don't think I have that much going on. It's kind of scary. I uh, I went to see the John Wick 3 movie. That was pretty cool. Yay. It, I had to force myself to Google Parabellum to understand what it was because there was not a single mention of it that I was aware of. Maybe it was just a word I was supposed to understand that it means like a, a small gun or a machine gun. But, it was mentioned uh, right at the end. Oh, was it? Yeah. Cool. Fantastic. <laughs> All I saw was uh, Fishner, you know, looking like the motherfucker he was, and uh, you know, Parabellum actually- is Latin for uh, "prepare for war." Oh, okay, fair. Yeah, you know that that's that sounds about right, huh? Uh, I mean, that- yeah, and, and that was mentioned right at the end too, uh, with one of the more, uh, with I think it was the final like action sequence. It was weird because my wife didn't know how to feel about the movie. And so after she watched it even, and she's like, was that a good movie? And I was like, well, honey, maybe I should have told you this. But uh, when I went in to look at John Wick 3 and watch it and enjoy it, I told myself that I was going to watch bullet porn. And lo and behold, the angel that is Keanu Reeves with his six machine gun wings comes floating and says blessed you my child i shall give you the bullet point you desire and there was a lot of bullets so i mean it's like i got exactly what i was expecting so it's like i don't know what you know what else it's like bayonetta but live action but with keanu reeves yeah (laughs) i mean that's that's essentially what it is it's just bullet time all the time who wins john wick or bayonetta John Wick. Ooh. ooh well, okay, really? okay. If Bayonetta does something to injure a dog in any kind of way, then John Wick. Otherwise, I don't know. I feel like John Wick would just have would just cut through all the bullshit that is all of her witchy powers. She'd just be there dancing and summoning all of these things, and he'd just shoot her in the head and kill her. That is fair. That is actually very <laughs> fair. I don't think Bayonetta would kill a normal dog, especially you know uh, his dog that's just you know sitting there. Like they're staring at each other in the hotel lobby, and the dog's just sitting there, you know, in the corner, you know, pissing on the couch. And Bayonetta's like, Haha, 
and you know, shoot. No, I don't think that would happen. Uh, I feel like what would fucking happen, it would be upsetting, is you know, she gets in her weird gun pose that you know is over, you know, uh, suggestive, and he would be hiding behind a pillar. And then, like, Russian angels, I guess, whatever the mixture equivalent <laughs> would be of Bayonetta and John Wick enemies, would just come pouring in through the window. And they'd be forced to fight together. That would make more I would sense. I, I, I would think. love to see them fight, but you know, plot points. It just feels like that would happen instead. That's true. That's true. Very unfortunate. Yep. Yeah, I uh, agree. John Wick. You, you just did something else, uh, which I would consider um, would would make it into your weekly summary. What's that? Um, you just made a uh, purchase. Oh shit! Yes, yes, yes. I did. Yes, I did. So we're going to be talking about the games we played this week, Nick. But. Uh, one of the games I mentioned before was Horizon Zero Dawn, which is a very good game. But the important problem with that is I I'm suffering from burnout. I'm currently climbing out of it by playing Horizon. My PlayStation 4 keeps spitting out the disc. I've talked about this problem before. It's a stand, you know, the initial release PlayStation 4. It's, you know, it's over seven years old. It has right. seen its time. It's, you know, served its worth. I didn't get it in 2012, but I know it's one of the original ones that came out there. And, you know, it's, it's lasted a very good life and it served me very well. It's currently on its way up. It's not, you know, it's, it's showing like the signs, like the check engine light on it has popped on. Everything's still running fine, but it's clear that it's going out. And with the disc, you know, randomly spinning out every now and then, forcing me to lose progress on a game that I was playing, that can be frustrating. Very frustrating. Sometimes, you know, I'll just be walking by or, you know, I'll be sleeping and all of a sudden I just hear my PlayStation 4 losing the shit. It turns itself on because it thinks I'm trying to eject the disc and it just starts going because there's no disc in it after it spits it out the first time. It'll just start spamming that, you know, at, you know, two o'clock in the morning. Something like that. It's like, what the fuck is going on? And yeah, something happened. Nick. Uh, Sony is offering a, uh, a lot of sweet deals right now. Uh, I guess uh, Xbox is doing it as well, but the, uh, yeah, Sony is launching a pre-E3 deal right now where it's going to be uh, $349 versus the uh, $399 for the PlayStation 4 Pro, as well as uh, PlayStation Slim, a new version of it's coming out, uh, just regular version for $300. And I might have just bought myself a PlayStation 4 Pro. Nice. I know that's exactly what you wanted, and I had to give like a five-minute explanation of what just happened there, but I fucking did it. That's exactly what I did. I bought a PlayStation 4 Pro, my PS4. Like, I had to validate myself in order to make the purchase because it just feels weird going from PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 4 Pro because PlayStation 5 is, you know, in the next couple of years. Why would you buy a new version of the console that you already have? I was never that kind of person. If I bought an Xbox 360, I would never have gotten the Xbox 360 Elite. If I, you know, if I have the Game Boy Advance, I'm not going to buy the Game Boy Advance XP. Uh, the only Xbox exception... 360 Elite. Is that a new console we've never heard of? Uh, are you trying to make this into Xbox's mythical console here? You, are, you, the 360 Elite never existed, Tyler. What do you don't fuck with me on this? I can't no. tell. Ro roll for deception. Xbox 360 models. Wait, have you never heard of the Xbox 360 Elite? I might not have actually it, it's a legitimate console uh, model uh it was like the premium of the crap nice matted black and, interesting uh, no oh, i yeah. i didn't realize okay no that's my bad then i had the uh i had the s i thought you were I trying think. to wii u me or something here no no i got i, I had the s the xbox 360 s now uh, the, uh, and i thought that was the last line of models so that's my bad there no it's okay back in the day it was 
you know, uh, mid cycle, if you will, it was a, you know, it was their way of saying, Hey, you know, this is the, their pro, you know, elite version, even though it didn't really have, uh, incredible updates or anything like that in comparison to uh, say the Xbox one S and the Xbox one X, there's a very clear right, difference right. in firepower, but this is, you know, normal. Yeah. That's what I got back in the day. Anyhow, my, I was going to say the only exception that I can think of to where I would buy an upgrade was, uh, 3DS or the DS uh, series in general, because I did go from the shit brick, uh, you know, the original DS to a DS Lite because right, it was, right. As, it, was, it was nice. Yeah, no, and I think I align with you there as like a reasonable consumer. I'll upgrade when I need to upgrade, not just because I want to, right? If, if, if the console or the platform that I currently have can support the games that are coming out uh, with, with, you know, pretty decent performance and okay. But the moment I start experiencing heavy frame drops just because my technology is not up to par, that's when I start to consider upgrading. Absolutely. I have a 4K TV. My PlayStation 4 currently, you know, is dusty the hell and back. It's starting to malfunction and it's affecting my gameplay when I know I can have a more optimal experience. And I'm wanting to play a game that can only be played on the PlayStation 4, which has features to give it an improved gameplay if I get the newer version. And so it's like, do I want to play this on my 2012 laptop or do I want to play this on my modern day, you know, souped up computer? And right. It's like it, the answer is obviously, you know, I want to play it on something that's a little bit, you know, better, especially. Uh, you know, if my laptop is malfunctioning in this analogy, which is, you know, my first time in a while I've actually given an okay analogy. What the hell, nice. guys? What's going on? Yeah, no, it's Am worked. I sick? Am no. I sick? I hope not. Uh, there are also other deals that are coming out that, you know, if you're listening to this, you got the $300 regular PlayStation 4 Slim, the 350 in American, by the way, PlayStation 4 Pro. Uh, there is a VR bundle right now that uh, includes a couple of games, uh, such as. Uh, Traverse Saves the Universe and Five Nights at Freddy's VR Help Wanted, which I've watched a couple of videos of videos of that is scary as shit. Also, that bundle is uh, two forty nine, which is fifty bucks off. Uh, there's also other different bundles that you can uh, buy for VR for uh, three hundred. It comes with uh, controllers and a bunch of games, which includes Beat Saber, which is <laughs> such a fucking good game. And uh, right now, uh, DualShock controllers are actually down in price right now. They are uh, thirty nine ninety nine. I usually see them for $50, $60. So, you know, $10, $20 for a, a good controller. Price. Yeah, pretty good price. Uh, Sony's PlayStation Plus service uh, is currently uh, $39.99 for a whole year, which is uh, 33% off. That is 20 bucks cheaper than what it usually is. That's a good and price, too. If some reason uh, you want to get PlayStation Now, which is essentially your internet tv cable system uh, through the playstation 4 uh they chopped 30 bucks off why you do that is beyond me because just looking at it statistically it's just so much better to get something like hulu or netflix but that's just an opinion anybody who has playstation now and wants to fight me at me at two times tyler mm. lastly for the sony side and uh you know her 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 actually no there's a lot more holy shit uh playstation classic is down to 30 bucks so but Yikes. it's <laughs> that's that's it, rough. It, it was thirty five, but now it's thirty. Was the original rough. price of the PlayStation? Classic? I think it was ninety, eighty nine, ninety nine, or launch yeah, or something. It, it, it was between eighty and a hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Now down to thirty. Hot damn. Uh, um, that, that's what's up. No, I was just gonna continue with the games that are off uh, on deal discount too. Oh yeah. Uh, go ahead, hit it, Nick. So we've got uh, we've got a bunch, and I'm just going to read through this list quickly. Uh, Spider Man is down to twenty dollars. Um, God of Locking War is game. also down to twenty dollars. 
Uh, MLB Fine. The Show Great 19, game. if you're into that, is down to $40. Uh, Days I Gone mean. down to 40 A uh, number of older PS4 hits are also down to $10, including the complete edition of Horizon Zero Dawn, Bloodborne, mm-hmm. The Last of Us Remastered, Uncharted 4 Thieves End, Uncharted The Nathan Drake Collection, Super Hot VR, and Until Dawn. Um, oh my yeah. gosh. It, it, it's okay. For ten bucks, you can get Horizon Zero Dawn, which includes the Frozen Wild expansion that they have on it, the DLC. Ten dollars as the you know, I admitted something to Nick. I'm not going to admit here, but Horizon Zero Dawn is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Bloodborne is obviously Bloodborne. Everybody loves The Last of Us, and the remastered version, you know, is obviously you know an improved version for the PlayStation Four. Uncharted Four, great fucking game. Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection, which is the first three games all in one. Super Hot VR, which is probably one of the most renowned PlayStation VR games that is currently out there right now. And Until Dawn, which is one of my favorite horror games, besides Dead Space, of course, are 10 bucks each. It's like fucking Christmas over here for me, Nick, if I pretty much almost all those games. Um, and then on the tail end of things, you've got Assassin's Creed Odyssey for $23, Devil May Cry for $40, and Tetris Effect for $20. Um, and that's a huge, huge list on Sony's side. And then coming up on the other tail end, we've got Microsoft with a few deals of their own. Before uh, we continue, I yes. do want to point out that they knocked down the price of Days Gone. Which just uh, recently came out. Yeah, it came out less than a month ago, like two, three weeks ago, and they just chopped it down to 40 bucks. What does that say about Days Gone? Um, I sign. mean... I mean, it says a lot more because Sony's still willing to support it as compared to Bioware and Anthem. But you know, don't don't ask me. I don't What's know Anthem? I don't. I don't know. It's apparently a new game, but I've never heard of it before. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Shame. It's, it's sweet. It's a game that came with its own free DLC of a grave, you know, tombstone. Moving <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on to Microsoft and Xbox. <laughs> Uh, the all digital edition of the Xbox One S has now fallen to a one ninety nine, which is a fifty dollars in saving. The all digital edition is basically it comes without a um, CD drive, so you can only purchase digital titles. But it's still still a good price, especially I, I I've always hated console exclusivity. But if you like Gears of War, um, the new Halo title that's going to come out, uh, this is a good price, and I would jump on it. Um, a all digital version of the Xbox One S. Yeah, that came out a little while ago, um, and now it's on it's on a bit of a discount here. Um, there is a gradient purple Xbox One S that comes ba- bundled with um, Fortnite. Uh, it go it's uh, it usually goes for um... <laughs> oh no, so it, it I think this is going at its standard price at two fifty. It's just a special edition console specifically for E three. It's an all purple gradient, and my god, does it look pretty? Um, it does. I mean. It looks like uh, the picture that's shown in the article here almost looks like concept art more than, you know, the actual picture of the console itself. But sure, I believe it. Well, Uh, they do. They do a good job with their controllers and some of their controllers do look prettier than that. Uh, I understand what you mean by concept art. It just looks very hyper realistic to the point where you don't believe it's true. I mean, it just looks like somebody took a gradient of purple across it. But, you know, it, it is, in fact, gradient purple. So maybe that's exactly what it looks like. I do want to touch on the all digital edition. It's just thrown me off uh, that they would do something like that, Nick, because 
there are two reasons why I would want to buy an Xbox One. Uh, the first one is the backwards compatibility list of Xbox 360 games that have been right. you know, clearly mounting up, which I wouldn't be able to use for this. And you know, the idea that I could, you know, pick up older Xbox One games that I'd want to replay, which I would probably have to pay a premium, if not full price to play, if I were to buy digitally through their store. So it's like, there's, you know, I'm going to save like a hundred bucks on, you know, buying the console itself, but then I'm going to start paying out of the wazoo just so I can play the games I want to play and then not be able to play the games I really want to play that came out for the Xbox 360, even though I own an Xbox 360 and it's been collecting dust since day one, whatever. Right. No, that's a fair point. But like, uh, I think this might be a thing with us uh, specifically uh, and maybe people like us. Because companies like GameStop have been fa failing for a long time, physical is slowly dying. Yeah, not slowly, it is dying. And then there are there are there's the old guard that hold on to looking out for better deals and like you know just going out and being able to play older games, looking for good deals, picking up you know three for ten dollars or whatever it is uh, whenever they run that. Uh, I still revel in the the age of garage sales and mon pa shops that still sell games for the playstation 2 like i go to the stores that have game boy color games you know sitting on shelves and stuff uh, that is right. my homeland and so as so long as those stores exist i will continue to go to them and buy from them and if they're gonna give me a you know brand new way to play those games that are up to date such as an xbox one s that can play x360 games I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna still, you know, continue to live in right. that. That is my golden age. I am still in the golden age of playing old games on newer consoles. Also, Nick in the chat is pointing out that you can buy Xbox 360 games digitally if you don't want or you know don't own the disc. But hmm, right, I have strong yeah. feelings about that. It's like, oh, I can play Halo Three uh, or Halo Two, and uh, you know, for the 360, I got this disc, you know, I kept on me, and or I got it from grad sale for five bucks. Or I can buy it for, you know, 10, 15, 20 bucks. Right. Oh, it's a history thing for me. It's messing with me. No, but, and uh, I like nostalgia is important. It, like that's how they sold um, all the, you know, the, the remastered Sega consoles. Uh, and PlayStation really tried to play into that nostalgia factor, but they it was a big hit or miss with the games that they put out with the PlayStation Classic. Anyways. So I bought What's the up? PlayStation 4 Pro at right. 349 yeah, that's on sale. Yeah, right now it looks like Microsoft has a hot deal for the Xbox One X, and the new price tag that they're putting on it right now is actually scaring me, dude. Yeah, it's three ninety nine now. Um, with a hundred, it's a hundred dollar discount, sitting at three ninety nine. Uh, this is by by no means a, a great deal, but it is considerably cheaper than uh, market sale uh, price. So it was normally five hundred American dollars. Yeah. Holy shit! Been the case since launch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. It, it, Did people actually buy that? I mean, yeah. people bought the PlayStation Bro, about, 3 at six hundred. Think about so. the teraflops. 16, 16 teraflops, dude. How that can you Xbox not? That Xbox One S better have a fucking hologram of the CEO of Microsoft, like shooting lasers out and saying, you know, think about the teraflops. <laughs> Well, Ugh. I mean, I mean, think about it this way. Um, uh, Sony has, uh, th there's a bunch of things that go into it. Not Sony Microsoft, has admitted. Uh, Xbox, Phil Spencer. I want Phil yeah. Spencer in a hologram over there. Okay, anyways. Um, Sony has admitted that, um, you know, and th they're ready. And this has always been the case when, when we get closer to a new console, new generation of consoles coming out. Um, 
that they're going to see a significant drop in sales. And so what does Sony have to lose considering how big they already are by dropping the price on the last few units that have already been made? Uh, whereas with Xbox, I think they still consider themselves to be a premium service and they have the capital to back themselves up for it. And so they're like, well, we have the Xbox One S, which is our standard version. If you really want the more premium version, pay whatever price we want. You don't need to get it. We're not going to make you get it because the Xbox One X, as um, I couldn't even tell you whether it was um, uh, successful or not. But I would assume it, it's a test for what they're about to do with the next generation because the rumor is they're going to put out two different consoles. One of more family-oriented, you know, kind of like entertainment unit and one like hardcore console. Similar to what they have right now, but even more so. In terms of uh, saying that Xbox, aka Microsoft, has more capital to burn, you're, you're quite correct. Uh, to put it in perspective, and this might be irrelevant in certain ways, uh, Nintendo stock is at like 45 bucks. Sony's at 48. Microsoft is sitting at like 130 something right now. Like they right. have yep. much more to work with with uh, shareholder power right now. Uh, this same article, thank you, Ars Technica, by the way. Uh, they do point out that there's been better deals for the Xbox One, you know, throughout the days. Like, uh, for example, Walmart currently has an Xbox One bundle with Fallout 76 for $20 less than this, so $379. Uh, why anybody wants to touch Fallout 76, even if they get, you know, a $20 discount on it is beyond me, but who knows? It right. feels like, it feels like an, you know, like a suspicious looking gnome wizard <laughs> trying to sell you this cursed item. Oh, you want this sword? I got the same sword here for twenty dollars cheaper. It's 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 Todd Howard at the bus station trying to pawn off his mixtapes. That's what Fallout 76 is at this point. Okay. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> that joke new. Um, but yeah, no. It, <laughs> there are there are much the and it's historically it's always been the case. There's significantly better deals for uh, Sony and PlayStation. So you know, go out, get whatever you want to do if you haven't gotten those games. And they're not to say that there aren't any deals for uh, the Xbox. Um, but I would still check GameStop. Give them, uh, throw them a little bit of a, throw them a little bone while they're still in business. Right. Um, Controllers. Looks like uh, Xbox One is currently having a mimicking deal to the PlayStation 4. I wonder who did what first. I feel like these companies, like, I don't think this happens normally. Like this, uh, where the two companies are doing the same exact deals, essentially. This It just seems weird here. It's almost suspicious. It's like one planned it and the other one's like, eh, we'll do better. Uh, well, that's what it seems like because the Xbox One controller is only about down only about ten dollars, bringing them down to fifty. But you'd find them a lot cheaper um, if you had Amazon Prime, for example. Um, so I, again, I feel like uh, Sony is just kind of like, well, uh, they're in just like wholesale mode. Well, we're about to like launch PlayStation Five. Let's just fucking price everything cheap and just get rid of as much as we can. And Xbox is kind of like, yeah, well, we'll just take our time. We'll, we'll just so, do what we're doing. Fun fact. I found an Xbox One controller in a uh, my local mall's parking lot. A camouflaged Xbox One controller just sitting on the ground. How'd you see it? <laughs> it was really hard. I had to roll high <laughs> in my uh, perception. But uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I still have it somewhere around here. Like, I don't have an Xbox One, Nick. But anyways, I guess my point is I got it for free, and I still think it costs too much for me. Like, I had to bend down to pick up that damn thing. It was well. You know, well, um, my only argument for Xbox One controllers being as high as they are is the fact that they're compatible with PCs. Not that PlayStation 4's con controllers aren't. You have to 
download extra software to get them to work, uh, whereas Xbox One controllers have native support. Okay, I do have a question, and this actually might reveal uh, something the, about that controller I got. Does the Xbox One controller still use batteries? Uh, yes. No, uh, but you don't need batteries if you connect them uh, via, uh, via like a USB to your PC. So if I were to get an Xbox One and hook up my controller, I, I just wanted to make sure because I know the 360 uses double A's and all that stuff, but it just like Xbox One doesn't use double A batteries for the controller still, right? No, we do. Right? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Double A. Uh, Why do they batteries. still use fucking not internal batteries? What the fuck is this shit? I've, I have no idea. I couldn't answer that to you. I'm not a production designer. Like double oh, batteries in general especially you know your double a's and triple a's and stuff is turning into the closest thing we can have to a modern day relic Th that shit is getting old-fashioned like I, yes. like as the years go on i buy less and less batteries that's true um but i internal batteries uh, unless they're made properly will make the whole product obsolete if you don't take proper care of your batteries or if something goes wrong with the batteries whereas removable batteries ensures that the product will stay good for a while unless you're fucking tossing it around or living on a uh, a random parking lot for somebody else or to living up. out in, uh, somehow leaving a camouflage controller and somehow having somebody see it like i don't i don't understand it tyler it makes no yeah. sense it, it was weird it was weird man like i nearly tripped over the damn thing i was just sitting right next to my car <laughs> it was one of those things where you gotta you know start worrying because you like kind of like seeing a folded hundred dollar bill in your windshield wiper and it's like Am I about to get booby trapped? <laughs> is this a mugging <laughs> happening here? Am I gonna pick it up and like uh you know Sony representatives come down and you know kick my shit out and you know take my petty change? But yes, okay, fine. I will okay. stop talking shit about the wireless controllers <laughs> that are still using batteries. Your argument that you know misuse will cause them to become obsolete is very true. I'm gonna point out Joy-Cons, PlayStation 4 controllers. They do go out of style eventually. They do malfunction. You can always buy a new one. Yeah, no, like I'm, I'm not like I, I'm all for like internal or at least easy uh, maintenance internal batteries. But again, if you're just using it for your PC, you don't need batteries for your Xbox controllers. Um, ones as long if as you want to connect via Bluetooth, then you'll need a battery. But then they make I pretty mean, long cables. So I'm talking like uh, rechargeable battery packs for the Xbox One controller doesn't exist. Which oh no, they I'm, do. <laughs> Yeah, I know they do, but I'm just like, ha, those things don't exist. They must use, you know, they must use Duracell. Right. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, Fools. okay. Um, but yeah, moving on from the E3 deals, um, my week's been okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, weird just... because we're a video game podcast, but we started talking about video games. Yeah, that never happens. Uh, my week's been Last okay. Me in the courts. Nothing's really happened. I'm just busy with school. Um, I mean, nothing's really happened outside of gaming. Like, I'm just kind of just hanging out. Uh, just doing school. I've got like 3,000 uh, uh, words to write this week, uh, weekend. Because um, I'm doing two fun. writing courses. Yeah, well, one of them's fun. One of them's not. So we'll see. I'm uh, So one of my papers is a research paper where we get to pick whatever topic as long as it's relevant to our field or what we're studying, I guess. Um, and so my focus is actually going to be uh, and this should be of no surprise, really, considering uh, the fact that I'm the biggest uh, Guardian Con shill among the two of us, at least. Uh, my focus is going to be on the good that gaming can do um, and, uh, you know, really the, the hidden 
the the unseen or the unpublicized efforts of the gaming community for the betterment of society. Nobody really talks about all the money that charities like GuardianCon, Games Done Quick, all these wonderful initiatives that, you know, the amount of money and the amount of support that they give back to the people um, and to sort of take away some of the negative connotations that have been perceived uh, or, or lie with the gaming community because the World Health Organization recently classified video game addiction as an actual disease. And too much of anything is obviously an issue, but this feels like my, you know, my pastime or my hobby that I try to do something productive with is now all of a sudden a bad thing even more. Not like now officially. Right. It's like, ah, man, now we got to, you know, prove that we don't play for more than two hours a day because it, you know, it affects our lifestyle, even if we might consider it part of our lifestyle. Like, (sighs) Or, but you can but you can sit down and yell at a TV about two teams that have no impact on your life for four hours and nobody's going to bat an eye. But then the moment you sit down and you play with friends from all across the fucking world, everybody has a problem. Yeah, the moment we start the, you know, we try to play fucking Mario Party on the TV, you know, oh gosh, that's a disorder. But, you know, Super Bowl, it's like, ha, we could commercialize that. You know, fuck yeah, fuck this shit. Um, I mean, without gaming, like, this wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have... Uh, Tyler wouldn't have made that post on Reddit. I wouldn't have reached out. Like, we wouldn't be doing this for a year now. Uh, so, it's stuff like that. Like, Wait, I, I really. Does that mean if we're talking about video games with such passion, this is disorderly conduct? Apparently. So, we're addicted, Tyler. We need to be treated. We need help. We need help. We do. Well, yeah. uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I'm an enabler. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so sad. Can we get 10 to 5,000 gifted subs, please? Um, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so there's, there's, there's a lot. I'm not sure how, to, how we're going to tackle this. Uh, before we uh, get to the, get to even more news, um, tell her how, uh, what's, what's your, uh, what, what have video games been looking like for you this week? So after I had my little, uh, come to Jesus moment with, uh, video game burnout and all that stuff, I tried playing Horizon Zero Dawn, which I did play. And I'm loving the shit out of it. At first, like the first hour or two, I'm like, you know, eh, you know, I gotta use the controls. This feels weird. I, I picked and played New Game Plus, which was weird to me because I usually don't pick a New Game Plus. Uh, where I start from nearly the very beginning, they let you skip the absolute, you know, super beginning because they realize, you know, it's just for story flavor and it's kind of boring. And it let Horizon Zero Dawn lets you have all your shit, and so me at like almost max level with all my gear decked out and stuff from the expansion coming back into the very beginning which you know expects it to be like level three or level five i realized i'm just gonna burn through this game real quick uh that that i don't think i enjoy that and so i decided to bump it to the super hard difficulty which is the second hardest uh with the last dlc or whatever you want to call it the update uh they have ultra hard which uh locks you into the difficulty and just makes life a living hell for you regardless of whether or not you're gonna you know have your armor or whatnot all your good sweet gear and so i decided i'm just gonna stick with super hard because eventually once i catch up in levels by the halfway point of the game the game's gonna be legitimately hard right now it's set for normal for me right and so i've been doing that I'm going to wait until my PS4 Pro shows up, which will, it says it's going to come in on Monday, which is kind of scary. It's like, holy shit, it's going to, it's like, I pushed a button. I made a mistake. It's going to be here within two days. By the time the podcast comes out, I should have a PlayStation 4 Pro. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, beyond that, I've been playing more uh, Grand Theft Auto on the Havoc server. Been right. uh, having a good time. And some weird things have been happening nick is they did a weird update they took a bunch of cars away 
And so I lost my maxed out Honda Civic. No. Do you still have your my, pink truck? I do. I had my pink trunk, uh, truck until last night. Oh, no. Uh, my, my pink Sand King. I looked at the rules and stuff, and I realized that things like underglow and maxed out like tinted windows are illegal. So I, you know, I got rid of those because my character's law abiding and all that shit for the most part. Right. Uh, you know, if there's no cops in the server, it's like I dropped the act. I'm doing 100 miles an hour. Sorry. Right. But uh, I finally hopped on for once when there was actual people on instead of just like two, three players. I keep trying to save up money to buy the fucking equivalent of the Batmobile. Like, right. there's a supercar that looks like a fucking Batmobile. I realize if I can do that, I can finally become Doug Hunter, the bounty man. Or, you know, Doug the bounty <laughs> hunter. And so I, I got this hot pink or, you know, maybe a bubblegum pink uh, souped up Sand King, which is the equivalent of your fantasy Tonka truck at this point. And I'm just this, you know, greasy looking guy in a suit. And I've been trying to save up money to get fucking shit. But then roleplay keeps getting in the way. It's like, well, that's the point. Roleplay is important. And so it's like Doug wants a fucking house. So he bought a house for $300,000, which was all his money. Oh, there goes all my money. And there goes all my money. Now I got a sweet house. Oh, at least you have uh, somewhere to sleep. True, because uh, in my role play, Doug has been sleeping in the back of a Sand King and using it as a bathroom, so his trunk smells like piss. Anyways, uh, I wanted to buy this nice car though, seven hundred thousand. That's my goal. I got you know, I super psyched. You know, I can make about a hundred thousand every couple of hours. You know, just doing a lot of shit here and there. Then they took all the uh, custom cars away and they uh, raised the stats of the uh, other cars, including the supers. And as a result, they jacked up the price. So instead of seven hundred thousand, I now got to pay one million. And so it's just it's been a slow, hard push trying to get you know, uh, Doug Hunter. He's been coming friendly with the police and all that stuff, and he's trying to slowly but surely watch people know who are the troublemakers and become this vigilante that's probably going to last for one fucking day because I'm going to tase a bad guy and then probably go to jail. But that's okay. I just need that day. Yesterday, or I guess this morning rather, I uh, was just sitting there having a smoke in the game, watching a cop pull a guy over, and the cop was like, "All right, sir, it's uh, it's gonna be like two hundred dollars for this, you know, ticket. Or if you want to talk me out of it, wink, wink." And this cop was jokingly suggesting, you know, asking for a bribe. And the guy in the car loses his shit. And he's like, "I'm not fucking bribing you, man. That's kind of fucked up. There's no way, you know, a cop should be like this." And so, you know, the guy just gives him the ticket and the uh, other cops show up. One fucking takes out like uh, a power box. <laughs> I'm like, okay, uh, you know, tax What's dollars at work. Yeah, it's like fucking great drivers in uh, Los Santos over here. Uh, <laughs> and so the other cop talks to this guy and the guy's like, that dude was trying to bribe me. That's crooked cop. And so they're walking away. They're having a chat. And I'm just sitting there having smoke talking to the guy who was trying to give the ticket in the first place. And, you know, I'm chatting him up. And I'm like, hey, how long have you been a cop? And he was like, hey, this is my first day. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a short-lived career, huh? And so he's been actually super friendly and chatty with me. And so the other cop lets uh, the guy who got pulled over in the first place take off. And he's like, I don't think you're going to be a cop for too long, my friend, uh, if you're going to try to take bribes and stuff. And, you know, the first guy's like, I wasn't actually offering a bribe or anything like that. And, you know, asking for bribes. 
He's like, shit like that happens, you're going to be off the force. And I'm standing right there having a smoke. I'm in stage two of being Doug the Bounty Hunter. I'm in a American flag uh, sweater vest yep. decked out, you know, with this, uh, you know, sweet get up. And I'm standing there looking like America over here with the cigarette. American spirits, of course. And uh, I'm like, you know, I was just standing here the whole time. That dude was actually saying, asking if he could pay off the cop to leave. I've never asked for the bribe. He told him that was fucked up. And the, the cop's like, that's exactly what happened. And so the second cop's like, well, I mean, if you got a witness and, you know, it's like, I, I guess we should probably pull that guy over for trying to get a cop in trouble. And so the second cop walks away and the, you know, the first cop's like, thank you. And I'm like, no problem. Try to make it the day two, please. <laughs> and so I'm trying to make connections with the fucking cops and getting them out of the trouble after they accidentally become dirty cops. Yeah, because I'll I mean, for a bounty hunter, that would make sense. You need to, you need to have like some sort of beneficial relationship with the law enforcement because you're going to be going out to do their, you know, quote unquote, dirty work that they wouldn't have time for especially i'm gonna want to be friends with cops that are okay with bending the rules every now and then such as the one that was you know jokingly suggesting right, for right. a bribe if you know if i find a by the books you know you've gotten too reckless there murphy give me your gun and your badge kind of cop i'm gonna be in trouble if i ever meet him because i can't take off in the fucking batmobile because I'm gonna come out and in this American vest and probably some <laughs> fucked up makeup for you know pretend I'm fucking Batman over here, and so I gotta find oh shit I got I gotta find my Commissioner Gordon essentially, right? I, I gotta right. find the cop that will uh, give me the deets you know because I can't listen to the scanner or anything like that. If he can text me saying hey there's gonna be a a chase here over by the bank, I can come fucking swooping in. You just coming with your pink sanking, just fucking t-bone the perp trying to get away. So I'm probably going to change it back because as you say, it, I realized the truth. I changed my pink, <laughs> my pink Sand King to uh, red and blue with a white pearlescent overglow just to symbolize <laughs> America. So the, also with my new haircut and stuff, because I trimmed down the uh, the mullet, uh, right. he looks like some cartoonized version of Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid right. at this point. He looks like fucking... <laughs> You're like, I could do CQC, watch out, Asla, uh, kind of character. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be interesting. Plus, I played League of Legends. I don't really want to talk about it, okay? I'm having a that's, tough time in my life. That's fair. Um, Nick, you've been playing yeah. a game again. I, I'm not going to talk about it until we actually talk about it, um, because I, I think I'm going to... Uh, I think we're going to just restructure what we're talking about today before we get to like our big topics. Uh, yeah. But there is one thing that I did want to uh, play, and that's Skyrim. Now, Skyrim, huh? For uh, what platform? If you on my PC. Um, okay. But I've never, I've never played Skyrim modded. Really? I've never. I, I'm. It's not that I'm against mods, but I generally, with games that can be modded, I've always enjoyed playing the game unmodded. And so I've never felt like I needed to add in mods, but I saw a screenshot recently of how absolutely insane Skyrim just looks graphic, like visually with mods. And I'm like, I need oh, that. So visual mods versus like uh, custom quest or models and stuff. Well, I'm, I guess I'm gonna technically be, custom models. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be browsing some of those two and see which I like and which I would want. Uh, but mostly visual. I wanna I wanna play that game in 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 its visual peak. 
And so that's what I've been trying to work on, trying to find the right mods that work together. I have like the the, the mod manager installed, uh, Skyrim's installed. So I'm just trying to like work my way through that. But that's sort of like on my to-do list over the next few months. Um, which which comes as a surprise to a lot of people when I'm like, yeah, you know, I've, I've played a shit ton of Skyrim, but I've never played it modded. So you want to hit the visual peak that is Skyrim using mods. Sir, if you want to hit the epitome of perfection, may I suggest the My Little Pony Dragon mod? No. But having Fluttershy as a Pegasi come swooping in, chomping the fucking head off of the local guard, shouting yay, and then breathing fire over somebody. It, that is how Skyrim was meant to be played, Nick. Unfortunately, stuff like that doesn't get me as hard as some other people, but, you know, to You don't have own. to be hard. You have to run. It's a fucking giant-ass <laughs> pony that can murder. <laughs> Um, no, I'm just going to be doing like the trees and water and shit, dude. <laughs> like, I just want the world to be beautiful. You know how to upgrade the dragons to their final forms? Are you serious? I, I'm pretty sure an elder dragon is its final form. When Parthenax comes down and descends hell upon the, 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 the mortals, I think that's what it's meant to be. The only thing that can beat um whatever the fuck unicorn you named is is thomas the, the tank engine. thank you thomas sure. the tank engine i'm okay with what you're going with here because <laughs> i still picture the breath of the wild mod where there's a fucking lionel that is thomas the tank engine <laughs> and so having this giant ass fucking thomas chase after you and then like shrek as a uh those fucking giant ass ogres right yeah the hinoxes but just imagine nick you've played skyrim like the beginning of it at least I've played plenty of Skyrim, yes. Just imagine the start. You're running down. You get, you know, you're one of the prisoners. You're getting ready to be hit for the chop, chopping block. And all of a sudden, motherfucking Fluttershy climbs over the tower and goes, yay. And just shoots everlasting <laughs> death all over the people. Yeah, no, that's that's not what I would be doing. I see. I see. Mm. Uh, Nick in the chat is saying someone doesn't know the magic of friendship. <laughs> no, I don't need friends. I just need death. Um, okay. Yeah, that's that's what that's what I'm gonna be trying to do over the next few weeks, um, while I'm playing another game, which we will talk about. Obviously, if if you've been listening for a while, you probably know what this game is. It's really only one of two things. But before we get to like our bigger topics, we're gonna start with some uh, some uh, Pride Month stuff. Okay. Tyler, do you want to cool. do you want to do you want to talk about this? Yes, absolutely. They did this last year. I'm pretty sure. And uh, they've been doing a lot of very woke shit. And by them, I mean Sony. Sony uh, really uh, hit it right with their uh, celebration of uh, International Women's Day with all their uh, female characters as gamers and all that stuff as a theme and wallpaper for the PlayStation 4. This month being Pride Month, they are going to send out a theme for you free of charge that you can throw. And it looks fucking sweet. Uh, it's the triangle circle X square as a logo of sorts that is embroidered in a diagonal rainbow. It has a fucking wonderful looking rainbow theme with the uh, rainbow glazed icons. I don't know what the sound effect is. If it's not the standard one, but it's simple and impactful. And I really think it looks sweet. I uh, made sure already to have it like uh, I I think they took it down after you know the month of June, so I got I missed it last time, and I grabbed it today. Made sure to grab it like uh, online, and then have it sent over to my uh, PlayStation Four. So uh, yeah, guys, if you got a PlayStation Four and you're feeling a little prideful, that is your chance. Uh, you know, to enjoy yourself a little bit further, even if you 
don't for some reason you know that's not up your alley and you're you know uh just somebody's trying to live their life it still looks fucking awesome dude yeah rainbows are heckin cool hell yeah man um and- right so that's um the the uh free pride month uh theme for uh playstation we're gonna be talking about e3 pre three the actual event there's always a bunch of shit that happens before and after the whole town turns into a party uh the whole city it, the, uh, i've been told that for about five to ten blocks like in a five to ten block radius from the actual convention area usually it's just blocked off and it's just non-stop party and considering all the leaks we've been getting and i really don't want to talk about the leaks until things have been confirmed so you'll be hearing more about it next week um, we're going to be talking about some things that have already happened. EA has stated that they will not be, uh, they, they would not be hosting a press conference, but they have announced a few things pre all the press conferences. Um, yeah. And these are interesting things. One of them is, is sure to get everybody hyped. Hmm. Tyler, have you heard, have you heard of a little universe, a little galaxy far, far away, very far away, uh, very, very far away that most people haven't done right. And I still don't think that they would do it right. The only saving grace here is respawn. So the way you're describing this is actually making me chuckle because I was going to ask you a question. I was going to say, does it feel like that there is a playground called E3 where there are several children, you know, playing together saying, I'm going to be a knight. I'm going to be a wizard. And E3 is like, I'm going to be the best. And they're like, you can't just be the best. You got to pick. No, I'm going to do things my way. And so they don't leave the fucking sandlot. They fucking stay there at the playground, but they're standing at the corner saying, I'm not a part of this, but I'm the fucking best. And I'm going to pretend I'm the best. Here's my performance. And that is E3 right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the game. Yeah. No, you, you, you were saying E3 instead of EA for, for like the last, oh, like your, this last analogy. Yeah. yeah just my bad. Yeah. No, ah, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's okay. I get, I get what you mean. Yeah, no, EA is, um, and this is good, I think, because EA needs to get its own head out of its own ass. I hope that, that all of the shit that's been happening over the last year, two years now, that they kind of understand that they kind of need to take a step back and look within and try and figure out some of their shit, which is why Anthem was not in any of these announcements. Um, at least that's what I think. I think they need to take a good hard look at Anthem and then re honestly just relaunch it and like after they fix all the shit but i don't think that's ever going to happen and even if they do that i don't think it's still going to be any good because bioware has really been shitting the bed it's going to be anthem 2 <laughs> this uh, time anthem we did it right <laughs> within a year of like anthem. <laughs> um all right so we've got star wars jedi fallen order that uh that was announced a little while ago um, it is being developed by Respawn, published by EA, because EA still has all the uh, rights for the Star Wars video games. Um, and they announced Fallen Order a little while ago, and today they bought us some video game footage. And by today, I mean Saturday, June 8th. Um, they bought us some gameplay footage, and it looks really good, Tyler. It looks fucking amazing. Uh, it's kind of like... I have the thought in the back of my head. It's like, this isn't the popular open world Star Wars game that got canceled because they wanted more money faster. But, you know, fuck it, let's do this. And so the fact that they were able to put this together so quickly, honestly, it reminds me of Lego Star Wars, except the graphics look amazing. Right. <laughs> and the, yeah. just the style and gameplay. Like, it's just moving around. It, it just it looks and it feels good. And what, what's impressive is, as well, it looks like um, it looks very so say what you will about the games but graphically and gameplay wise battlefront 2 has looked pretty impressive um and i like that respawn has kept 
um, that aesthetic to a certain extent. It looks well polished. It looks fluid. And considering their, uh, considering Titanfall two and Apex and how smooth the two of them already are, um, albeit they are first person games, I was not expecting anything bad from this game. But the fact that they were able to get us some gameplay footage this early, which is not a surprise that it's E three, and by all means, this could be cinematic footage. It could be pre rendered. But they they have something and they've shown it to us, and it looks good. It honestly gives me a vibe of what Darksiders uh, should have been like uh, just uh, with the, the motions the uh, the traveling they are like there there's moments in the scene where uh, you know the guys climbing across grates and stuff of this right. badass uh, you know Empire ship and he's stealthing around and just the the, the power say he has it, it feels clearly Star Wars he can reach for somebody and pull it towards him and lightsaber him through the chest and right. then you know uh, throw his fucking lightsaber at somebody else and chop him up and it just, it looks nice. It has a good vibe. I think this might be some hope for EA after they kind of put all their chips in a certain game called Anthem. But then yeah, they I had would, Apex I, Legends, so what the fuck's going on? Yeah, I would argue that um, it, there's also a little bit more hope for uh, Star, War, Star Wars video games in general. Uh, but moving on from that, before we get more details, there's a, there's a beautiful gameplay demo out on YouTube right now. Just go ahead, look, it's about 15 minutes. It shows you some story. It shows you how fluid the, the, the movement and the combat is. Um, moving on, they talked a little bit about uh, Apex Legends Season 2. Uh, now, Apex Legends launched in March or Feb, I think. Um, and then they had the first season. And the first season was really just cosmetic stuff to grind out for. Um, it wasn't super well received by, uh, by players, by pros, by streamers. Um, February 4th. February 4th. Thank you. Um, then, and then, then there was also an issue of uh, Respawn not pushing out updates um, quick enough. Um, the, the fan base has been a little bit impatient. Uh, but with the details that they've announced with Season 2, it seems like it, it might be some sort of redemption, some sort of saving grace. Um, they have a brand new character coming out. And they have different ways to grind and level. Uh, some of which I don't have those details for you right now, but that is definitely something to look forward to. The new season launches July 2nd, July 7th. Um, yeah. Tyler, you played a little bit of Apex Legends, right? <laughs> yes, I did. I played with you, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did play a little bit of Apex. Like, I I honestly, like, I love the game, but I am i can't do BRs. It, I, I like team shooters. I like Marina shooters. I can't do BRs anymore. Um, that's why I haven't oh, no, played I've, it in a while. I've wholeheartedly given up on anything that is a battle royale at this point honestly unless you count super smash brothers 100 man mode at that point <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure i won't touch it anymore i mean uh the new character watson looks very interesting the uh the concept and the style looks pretty cool but it's not like that's gonna you know hook me and draw me right in it's like i still gotta shoot a bunch of people that might talk about my mother right <laughs> um so we've got a new uh gun or coming. i might play four. with somebody that might say what's up after they kill somebody <laughs> um july 2nd is the launch date for season two uh season two is called battle charge um there's a new weapon coming out it's called the l star a returning weapon uh, light machine gun from titanfall 2 season two will also include a rank mode with skill-based matchmaking and ranked tiers 
the season two battle pass will also include more content than the season one battle pass including more skins and materials and we have a new legend as mentioned her name is watson she's able to place down defense electrical fences that can block enemies progress she's a defensive character uh this is coming from a uh kotaku article i just just googled just to get more details on what's coming out do i have to pay money to get her um I don't believe so. I think it just takes a while for you to unlock uh, enough credits uh, to be able to play new characters. Okay. I think it's something so, like you have to get 20 levels, which you can get pretty quick, like fairly quick with the consistent gameplay before you get enough in-game credits to go towards a new character. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I was just worried. It was one of those, hey, you like this character? Get ready to cough up money. Yeah, I mean, you can riot. if you want to just get it immediately, but you, you don't need to. Um, ah, okay. So that's that's um, Apex Legends. They announced Battlefield Five. Which no, I'm sorry. I'm gonna say uh, Battlefield Five is. I'm pretty sure out. <laughs> that's how little I've heard of Battlefield Five that I thought it was re-releasing. Uh, they announced a new big map. Um, yeah, it came out last year in November. I I want to point out that with uh, E3 and EA, EA out of like the six games that they listed. Uh, Half of them, at the very least, are games that are already out. Yeah, uh, they're just they're just pushing out more content for those games. So with Battlefield Five, we have a new map. Uh, it's going to be coming out. It's called Al Sondan. Um, sure. Or they're going back to a more Pacific setting, and there's a there's a new chapter five. There's something called Operation Underground. I I don't know. Battlefield fans, there's something new coming out for you guys. Um, FIFA 20, yeah. Uh, Nick is uh, saying in the chat that they're adding Japanese and American troops in the uh, with this update. Oh, that's interesting. DLC. So that will be interesting. Hey, FIFA 20, that's a game, right? I wasn't yeah, sure if it was going to come out this year, but holy crap, they, uh, they're they pushing it, huh? Uh, it's, it came out of left field, Tyler. You know, after all the struggles, the financial struggles that the FIFA franchise has clearly been having, I couldn't believe that they were able to pull up men together to actually put this game out. Oh, uh, man. Now, I was concerned because there was actually going to be a planned revolt in Brazil, and they had to make a lot of sacrifices and choices. And so, yeah. Oh, no, they're making more money by sending out FIFA 20. Uh, purely satire, if, if nobody's picked up on this yet. But uh, <laughs> FIFA 20 is coming out. Uh, we've got NFL 2020 also coming out. Um, they announced uh, a new expansion for Sims 4. Really? A new mode for a soccer game. I'm sorry, football game. Football game. Sims oh, 4. FIFA. FIFA game. Oh, Sims. Oh, we're, I'm, we're, I'm, I already moved past FIFA. But what about uh, Madden NFL 2020? Uh, also I, that I already football. mentioned that. We're not even going to pay homage to the, the great sports of the Okay. So Sims 4, a game that's been <laughs> out. I mean, for... okay, like realistically, is it, an, is it a surprise anymore that these games are coming out? No. They're, they're money generations. <laughs> where they're just putting stick it notes on it with a higher number it's okay so the sims 4 has been out for a very long time <laughs> so once again instead of putting a new number on it which would mean more work aka you know oh no we got you know we got to stop making money off of this game that came out in 2014 they're gonna create more shit for sims 4 it's like eth EA is like, this is perfection in Sims 4. How can we get better but add more content for you to buy? It wouldn't matter because we're making more money, so they don't care about the game getting better. I've not played Sims, so anybody who likes Sims, don't take offense to this. We're just shitting on EA. Um, there's a new expansion coming. It's called Island Living. 
It launches July 16th on consoles, July 21st on PC. Uh, basically takes place in a tropical setting. We've got volcanoes, you've got new events, new kinds of fashion. Um, visually, it looks fun. It looks, you know, it looks like a Sims game. It looks interesting, but yeah, that's Island Living. It's disappointing because it, with this expansion, they can no longer drown by going into the water. Uh, yeah, because they now have times, the ability to swim. Yeah, send a sucker into the pool and they turn around and God himself removes the ladder. It's like... I guess I just died. But uh, at least they give us the opportunity to sacrifice our virgin sims to the volcano god by, you know, placing themselves near lava death. Good deal. And now deal. we have the biggest announcement that EA has made in years, Tyler. What? Yeah. It's it's actually happening. Dead Space 4. No, They're bringing back Fist Something else. I'm gone. Bye. See you later. Nope. <laughs> uh, Peace, Skate dog. <laughs> Skate 4 has not been announced it's never gonna happen we'll just move on um yeah uh just to quickly wrap up also and remind everybody of upcoming press conferences uh so we are recording saturday june 8th electronic arts was the was the planned schedule uh monday so sunday june 9th would be the xbox um conference at 1 p.m pacific standard time bethesda at 5 30 pacific time and then on monday june 10th we've got the pc gaming show at 10 a.m pacific Ubisoft at 1 p.m. Pacific, Square Enix at 6 p.m. Pacific, and on Tuesday, June 11th, Nintendo live stream at 9 a.m. Pacific. So next week is going to be an information dump. Get yourselves ready, folks. But I would like to point out for the record, there's going to be every fucking podcast with the video game tag on it that's going to be talking about E3. That is true. I promise you from the bottom of my cold, solemn heart that, you know, horribly you know alluded to the idea that dead space 4 could come out anytime in the next you know 50 years that we're going to give you something that's going to make it a little bit more enjoyable than just reminding you that there's cool games coming out so that's something to look forward to yeah we'll it, like either we'll just talk about the games that meant a lot or tyler will cook up something uh and take take us along for a ride oh so you bet we'll your see. ass i'll cook something good We'll, we'll we'll see what'll happen now uh that's the, the that's the new stuff well not the new stuff out of the way but that's all the other stuff out of the way because right now tyler yeah. we're, we're we're heading back to a time where where activision no longer is in charge in a very familiar solar system moderately far far away i don't know why i was trying to sound like kojima there that's fine. it is i kojima <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's what was talked about last week. Uh, Kojima needs to stay in the, the honeypot right now. Uh, Death Stranding. Uh, just, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yes. Um, um, Bungie had a big stream this week, and they made a lot of announcements. Uh, the new the new expansion has been announced. It is called Shadow Keep. It comes out September 14th. Um, it takes players back to the moon. And the other game that I have been playing this week is, in fact, Destiny 2. Um, a new season launched this past Thursday, and I have been just getting myself up to level, playing the new activities, which has actually been really fun. Who would have thought that Bungie could have discovered that you can use t-shirt cannons over the fucking internet by launching these goddamn things at us? Also, Nick, do you like mm, bananas? I do like bananas. Ooh, you do like mm, bananas. So are you a mm, bitch that likes mm, bananas? I'm not. There's something I'm missing. You know here. where you can find bananas? Where? You're gonna be a bitch that loves bananas. You're gonna find the bananas on the moon. Moon's haunted. Yeah. What? Moon's haunted. 
The moon's haunted. I'm sorry. I'm full of shit. That's an old My Little Pony <laughs> video. Please respect. And that was also just a. That was also a a meme. Um, and one that I will actually look for you for it right now because it's a fucking good meme. What the one I just um, said? No, the one I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Oh, are we are we are we having a meme off right now? No, not right I, now. But okay, I, I feel like we're like dusty old farts. Are like, hello, fellow teenagers. We got our memes to throw at each other. <laughs> Listen, I don't know about you, but I'm 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 very much a meme connoisseur. So yeah, you know. haunted with wizards. Okay, uh, I feel like I gotta throw this into the campaign now. Uh, this sounds like something interesting here. So, yes, Bungie has announced that, uh, as of last week, they announced that there is gonna be a new expansion coming out this year called Shadow Keep. That sounds yes. fucking sweet. Nick, I'm sorry, you probably wanted to say that magic word because it sounds great. Shadow Keep. It sounds like an Elder, Elder Scroll name at that point. It does indeed. Um, so we, we can talk all about Shadow Keep, but I think there's a lot more to take away from their um, announcement stream. Uh, two two of them are, are are very important. They're more significant than the actual DLC itself because this was just the announcement. And we're going to get more details as we get closer to the date. The first being that Destiny 2 is being rebranded as Destiny New Light, um, and it is launching as free to play. So year, uh, year one, which was the base game with Curse of Osiris, and Warmind, the two DLCs in the first year of Destiny 2's launch, are going to be free to play, including the original raid, Leviathan, and all its subsequent raid layers. Um, and Gambit, Crucible, and some of the other activities are all going to be completely free to play. When you, as a new player, make your account, be it on a, uh, you know, sign in for the first time, be it on a console, be it on PC, it will take you to the starting mission which is the starting mission from Destiny 1. The fuck? What? It is a starting mission from Destiny 1, and you do the thing, you do the thing, it takes you through all the tutorials, you do the thing at the end where you fix a ship and you have to fly to the tower, and then it drops you off in the tower that is the Destiny 2 tower, and then you just start the game as normal. Dude, I'm fucking losing my mind. It's so what cool. What the fuck? It's so sick. So it's, it's obviously Bungie can be held accountable for a lot of the design decisions that led to the game uh, going into its, you know, stagnancy and having its issues here and there through actual gameplay. Bungie yeah. is fully, I believe it's, uh, they're 100% accountable. But when we talk about other factors, such as their microtransaction store, uh, not being able to launch the game as free to play, all of that to me screams Activision because money. So... Bungie, uh, Destiny is now going free to play as Destiny New Light, and every expansion that is released from here on is going to be a standalone expansion, meaning that if you don't have Forsaken, but you have Destiny New Light, you can buy Shadow Keep and not have Forsaken and play the game as is. You don't need to own Forsaken to play the game. So how, how does that work? If I buy, if I have Destiny 2 New Light and I buy uh, Shadow Keep, do I just skip Forsaken? Essentially, yeah. There'll, there'll be uh, built-in uh, systems, built-in quests, built-in bounties that'll bring you up to the necessary light. Uh, kind of like uh, the Gambit missions that can just kind of beef me off the fucking was it like six hundred yeah, and, and also like, like even even with um even with people who only own Forsaken but did not own the season pass um you still were able to level up to max level you still had access to a lot of the new crucible modes and a lot of the new things so you weren't completely locked out from power leveling even if you didn't have the season pass the annual pass uh, you might not have the weapons you might not have the armor you might not be able to do the activities but you could still compete in terms of level um so i would assume that sort of logic follows here 
for example, when I when when Forsaken came out, if you did not have the base game and the previous two DLCs, you couldn't play Forsaken completely, or they wouldn't right. even let you pro- uh, progress through certain areas. Whereas now, these are standalone expansions. So e- if you've never had Destiny ever, and then you came back, you came and you bought Shadowkeep, you could play Shadowkeep as is because most of the base game is most of the current game is now free to play, or is now going to be free to play, and you don't need anything else. If Shadowkeep can stand alone, you don't need any of the other previous whatever it's very frustrating because when it comes to any mmo that i've played in my entire life uh, you know you think of the big ones uh world of warcraft runescape uh i can think what if you actually uh found fantasy 14 it's like all those are well and good but they're all uh fantasy like whereas destiny specifically destiny 2 when i finally picked it up and started playing into it it was the first mmo where I was having a legitimate good time whether or not I was playing by myself or with friends. And it was the only MMO where I would do anything in my fucking power to try to get other people to play with me. Right. Like I was trying to be friends with Cam, Nick. That's uh, that's how much <laughs> I wanted people to play with me. And it sucks because, you know, my my other friend Nick here, he's been trying to get me to play Destiny 2 for a while. I'm like, ah, I'm not feeling it. Ah, no, not really. You know, taking Cam. Not me, Nick. The other Nick. Other Nick, other Nick. And, well, I mean, you've been preaching the good word, like uh, the the priest of destiny that you are. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I, I just been this uh, atheist heretic when it comes to, like, there's no such thing as a good Destiny 2 game. And then it became free for, you know, <laughs> the base game one day. And then, whoops, hey, I'm converted. I, I, I fucking bandwagon like a motherfucker. Just jumped on, bought the t-shirts and all that shit. Not really, because I didn't keep the challenges in time to get the t-shirts out. But uh, seriously, if I had five people that I knew and cared for telling me, hey, we're going to be playing Destiny 2 like an MMO. We want to build and play together. I fucking just tear up any fucking game that I would be playing right now. Every fucking game. I would cancel D&D. And I was just, I'd play nothing but Destiny 2 if I knew that there was at least going to be two, three other people I could play with any given moment because that is a fucking fantastic party up game. So, with all this news now, you might get that opportunity with how many people might come back because not only. So this is this is the free-to-play part. Now talking about some of the stuff that they revealed, it seems like we might be getting a sort of transmog system. We're going to get armor perks with stats that actually matter and do things. We're going to be getting finishing moves. We're going to be getting, you know, new fighting old old enemies, new enemies, new story elements added. It's it's exciting in terms of the actual core content for the DLC. We'll find out more about that as time goes on. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they reveal some things at GuardianCon because Bungie's going to have official presence there this year. Um, and then, but then they made their biggest announcement. And Tyler, this I didn't think anybody could do it. Did you know that Sony wasn't on board until a day before? Wait, the day before this announcement came out, Sony wasn't on board when Bungie was like still admin. They were about to go through it about a day before, um, or an hour before, or something. Uh, Jason Schreier reported on, but basically, in within a small amount of time before the announcement, Sony agreed to it. Holy shit! No, Bungie pulled way. it off. So. Um, cross save is coming to Destiny 2. Cross save is coming to Destiny 2, and what this means is um, it, you can you can play on your PlayStation 
and then you can you know save up what it level up and then you can go to your pc and then you can log into the same character um it is not cross play it is cross save there's a big there's a very important distinction there meaning that you're not playing with or against people from other platforms but your character your equipment your gear can all transfer over well holy shit so that means if i wanted to bring my old awaken titan from my playstation 4 over and i could play her on the pc now yes now, how would this work if I own Destiny 2 on the PC now and I got a separate character who also happens to be a Titan? Uh, they haven't put out too too much information yet. Uh, they just announced it and they're going to be giving us more information soon. But I believe you, you'd you have to pick one or the other set. You'd have to pick one or the other account. That could also... Can that Does that mean hypothetically then, if I... Let's say I just picked one account, hunkered down on it, does that mean also after I'm done playing with you and playing Crucible all day on you, I could go over to my PlayStation 4 and play that same character with my friend Nick on the, his PlayStation 4 too? As far as I understood, yes. I could be wrong, but as far as I understood, yes. You could be wrong, but that sounds fucking awesome. Yep. That's, um, I mean, that's what we've been wa- I've been wanting since fucking day one because I wanted to play. That's what everybody's been wanting since the moment they announced Destiny 2 for PC. Um, there's also no exclusives anymore because they don't they're not partnered with Activision meaning there's no deal with Sony meaning there's no exclusives uh, no weapons no maps no strikes no missions no everybody gets the same game um uh, uh, biggest thing one of the other big things is they're moving off the Blizzard launcher uh, they're moving to Steam um which which we saw coming it, I think it was just fantastic that Blizzard and Activision were willing to work with them up till this point to help keep them afloat while they figured their shit out um so I'm glad at least there's no animosity and everybody was you know, working together. Uh, this means, though, that they'll be using new servers. So maybe we'll be getting actual, like, not peer-to-peer and actual server-to-server connection. That would be great, especially for PvP. It would be fantastic for PvP. Oh, my um, gosh. But one just, can only I, I, hope. I remember the days of, like, I think it was Halo and some Call of Duty games where it just felt like if the, the party host left, and then it's like, sit here for 30 seconds while we try to decide which one's the best fitting person, and then just, you know, put all the pressure on your internet. Right. Okay, so Google, dude, Stadia? Is that what, Stadia? What do you, St- what do you I'd, say? I'd, I'd call it Stadia. Um, uh, okay, Stadia. Okay, yeah. yeah, we talked about <laughs> this a few episodes ago. Um, I know I still feel like it's a gimmick um, because I don't think we have the technology that allows uh late and low ultra low latency gameplay through a browser but if somehow google's figured out the magic trick then great but from user testing reports uh frame rate has been pretty low it's felt pretty laggy there's massive input delay uh considerable input delay not massive but um, okay question coming in from the chat yeah are we going to have to rebuy destiny on steam if we got it free on blizzard now i don't know where steam came into this uh, because if we were to get Destiny 2, wouldn't we get it wholesale on uh, Stadia? Or is it through I, Steam? No, it's through Steam. Primarily through Steam. Stadia, how Stadia works is uh, you pay, I believe you pay a subscription for certain games. Or you buy games through their thing. Uh, so I can't, I can't speak too much for Stadia. So putting Stadia aside, if we're talking about Steam... If you already have a Destiny account on your PC on uh, on Battle.net, there is a way that they will give us more information on to link your Blizzard to your Steam and it'll just transfer all the licenses over and then you'll be able to launch Destiny 2 from your Steam account. Good deal. Holy um, shit. The, uh, the issue is if, if when it comes to licenses for things uh, that are Forsaken and up, 
I again, we don't know too much yet because they only just announced it. So, for example, if you have everything on your PlayStation, right, and then you transfer uh, your character, you you know, save your character, and then you pick it up on PC, there'll be you'll be able to. I'm sure you'll be able to play a majority of things because Destiny New Light. You should already have a free-to-play version of Destiny on the PC because that's what they're doing, right? So you'll have base game, Curse of Osiris, Warmind, um, and some activities, most activities that'll be free-to-play. So I don't know if you have a gun that's from Forsaken, whether you'll be able to use it on PC because you should technically need the license for it, if that makes sense. Mm. It sounds like there's going to be a lot of complications that will have to be uh, resolved by November when Stadia comes out. Uh, well, with Stadia, again... I don't know too much. Google's really trying to push it as the future of gaming, but it doesn't make sense, uh, not just specifically for Destiny, but it's not a subscription service. Uh, there is no subscription service, as far as I understand it. You have to go log in, and then you have to buy games through their thing to play on other people's servers. Uh, some games you have to pay for, some games are a subscription. So it just seems like a business model that's not entirely consumer-friendly. Um, it's Honestly, it seems... Uh, it seems detrimental to the kind of idea that they're trying to push in their product. It's going to be shaky. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, in its current state, with the information that we know, it sounds shaky. Uh, whether or not it will be is going to be up to Google, essentially. And Agreed. I'd like to put a little trust in Google that they will get their shit together. If there's ever been a time where i feel like uh, a video game company which i'm calling google a video game company mm. right now uh I, I feel like google has very very rarely failed me as a consumer or a person that uses their product i uh i am That's very fair. heavily dependent on them when it comes to especially with like access features through my phone uh i you know i use google maps and all that stuff i use google voice commands to send and call stores and you know set stuff up as a truck driver so I'm very familiar with, you know, the benefits and features that Google can offer. And I feel like if they step into the video game business, I have nothing but absolute trust for them. Like, I would trust Google with creating a game more than Nintendo right now. But that's because they're fresh into the page. I have no idea what they're going to actually offer. Right. So uh, just to quickly wrap up this segment, um, Destiny 2 is looking to be launched at on... Um, September 14th, uh, this later this year. I will just confirm that date with you. But um, with Google Stadia, um, and I'm reading this straight off the article from Polygon, Destiny 2 will be included as part of Google Stadia's Founders Edition Bundle, a $129.99 package that also includes a Stadia controller, Chromecast Ultra for 4K resolution, and three-month subscriptions to Stadia Pro for two people. The Founders Edition will offer access to all of Destiny 2, the original game, its existing expansions, and the upcoming Shadowkeep expansion and annual pass. Um, so that's the that's the offer for, uh, for Google Stadia in regards to Bungie and Destiny 2. Um, if I can just get quick confirmation. September 17th, uh, Shadowkeep launches. So look out for that too. Good deal. Well, shit. Well, shit. <laughs> That's a lot of news. Um, the the only a lot news of news before we get to uh, Pokemon week number two is there appear to have been a leak. And this is the only leak I will talk about because because I'm just so excited. Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, yeah. The, and the, the leak is just regarding a collector's edition and uh, cover art for uh, the for the box art. Um, uh, the cover art seems to be uh, seems to align with some of the posters that have been seen around uh, Los Angeles with uh, the E3 event going on. Uh, the, the collector's edition includes a whole bunch of 
knickknacks and doodads, what have you. But there's no date that's been leaked, no information, uh, no other information. CD Projekt Red has been very good about that. I'm just excited because we're getting close to the, the this game is getting so close to being a reality. Like I'll be able to play this game soon. I mean, a modern, I, I calling it a modern day version of you know The Witcher is probably a very terrible way of describing it, but bastardization of what the game would be. But I get what you mean. I mean. After seeing what they can offer with The Witcher 3 and offering what looks like a sci-fi modern setting versus what we're used to, it looks fucking promising. Yeah, no, it it, it looks, uh, they did a whole, like, you know, a couple of months ago, 45-minute gameplay, like, reveal, and it just looks very smooth for even what they have right now. I, I would imagine that they were running it on the highest end of PCs and using all of that to render shit, but it still looked very good. So, <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I paused there because I clicked on the link you sent me a while ago. <laughs> yeah, so that's a, that's a a destiny destinified version of the meme of an astronaut coming back to NASA. So it goes, an astronaut comes back, and NASA goes, "You're you're back early," and goes, "Moon's haunted," and go, NASA goes, "What?" And Moon's haunted loads gun clicks and then goes back to the moon, which is basically oh, which seemed very fitting for um, Shadowkeep. <laughs> so we uh, had a Pokemon you, Direct, no problem. We had a Pokemon. We did have a Pokemon Direct. A lot of people are hoping. It's weird because, you know, Nintendo's like, we're going to have a Pokemon Direct soon. Everybody's like, are you going to talk about Animal Crossing for the Switch? And it's like, no, they're probably not. (laughs) They're going to be talking about fucking Pokemon, dumbass. Uh, The Pokemon Direct brought us a bunch of very interesting news. First off, Pokemon Sword and Shield confirmed release date November 15th, 2019 worldwide. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, Tyler, I would like to, and I'm gonna, I'm, I didn't say anything until now because I wanted to do this publicly. I would like to remind you that a couple of months ago, you bet not anything this time, thankfully, that Sword and Shield wouldn't come out this year. Did I make that bet? Yes, you did. You said I, that I bet that it wouldn't release this year. It's going to come out in 2020. And I was like, you're fucking wrong. And guess what? You're fucking wrong. Did it, if, if I made that bet, <laughs> then I am wrong to my benefit. I'm okay with this. <laughs> Um, I was thumbing my nose so hard there. <laughs> the 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 Pokemon Direct bought us a whole bunch of new information. Um, Tyler, I linked I linked this page which I use a lot, Cerebi.net. Um, oh yeah, you, I mean, Cerebi is like one of the holy ground next to like Bulbapedia in terms of Pokemon information. Do you want to cover anything specific first? I mean, it, it was a fucking trailer, dude. I'm not sure where the cover first with that. Uh, I mean. My first thought is open world features, especially with the wilds. Yeah, yep, the wild area as it's called, which I was also thinking of talking about first. It's so if we take if we take the overworld feature with the Pokemon popping up from Let's Go, and then combine it with full 3D movement, but still retain the original method of catching Pokemon by encountering them in the wild and throwing Pokeballs at them by but weakening them first and then throwing Pokeballs at them. That's what as I feel they like. The truly should have been as the as truly you know, should the, have the, been as the you know story is foretold. You do not just throw a Pokeball at it and hope it catches. You must destroy its spirit. How many times do you think I sat with Professor Oak or wherever that old fucking man in Viridian City was to show me how to catch a fucking Weedle when I already had a Mankey, a Nidoran, and a Charmander? Uh, we don't just chuck Pokeballs at Pokemon. You gotta weaken them first. I know what I'm talking about. 
I talked to that fool so many fucking times, you know, specifically for the Masingo glitch, but whatever. We all know about that goddamn Weedle, who has a 100% catch rate. That fucker probably has, like, a mountain of Weedles. He's going to be the next Pokemon villain. He, he just, just has lurks Master in the balls sewers. Painted, he just has Master Balls painted as Pokeballs. That's that's the old man's trick. That's what yep. it is. That, that's actually the uh, the father of the president of uh, oh what, what Silfco. Yeah, yeah. You know, he he had the proto proto uh, master ball that just looks like a pokeball, and he just he uses on fucking Weedles, just like <laughs> don't ever challenge me. Or he has, he has a wrecked, son. he has a production line in his basement, so he has to get rid of them somehow. <laughs> so he, he does hourly demonstrations of catching Weedles that aren't even native to the region. He actually catches them with regular Pokeballs, releases them back to the wild in the area, and then re-catches it just to demonstrate how to catch Pokemon. So, uh, the wild areas, as they're called. Um, Question. They, yes. In the red and blue for the Game Boy version, that does that old man actually damage the Weedle? No, I'm pretty I think, sure he... So, he's just, completely uh, destroying what we just said right there, where we don't just throw Pokeballs at him at full health. We are undermining our own statement here yeah no 100 percent. yeah i mean uh leaf green and fire red i believe he does actually damage it and then throw a poke i mean and also the... technically you could just use quick balls sure. on like sure. lower level uh, unevolved versions and you can stand a pretty decent ca- chance of catching them sure okay fair yeah. enough anyways anyways uh the wild areas allow you uh for full camera control um and and you can explore like unrestricted beyond like like area restrictions like you you can just walk around and you'd be able to like fully 3d like move around the camera and you can see pokemon in the overworld this is really weird nick because uh the last time we got fucking full camera control on a pokemon uh i don't know what came out first i'm doing a quick check here yep. i'm confirming the last time we got full camera control on a pokemon game i'm pretty sure it was pokemon snap for the nintendo 64 if you even that was a while ago that. yeah you know 1998 or 1999 pardon me and so just the idea that it's that's so 20 years ago by the way to give us fucking full proper control you know the look of the camera around of the pokemon game we finally did it <laughs> nintendo yeah, struck gold um, and then, so it's also been reported that weather conditions in these areas will also affect the kind of Pokemon that show up. So, for example, if it rains, you'll probably see more water type Pokemon, which and I think is pretty cool. Have we ever had that weather effect since uh, Ruby and Sapphire? Because I feel like I haven't seen that kind of mechanic in a very long time in regards to the cast form. Um, that's a good question. Black 2, White 2 maybe had that? Black which white, maybe? I never touched, so, you know, that's fair if, uh, if that's the case. Um... Actually, I fuck. I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, uh, Generation three was such a was such a uh, instrument foundational. Such a well, what a good generation that was. I know, <laughs> right? I, yeah, Ruby and Sapphire. I can't. I uh, can't. So I guess my point is they're they're plucking like the things that we thought was fucking awesome, but they never really implemented again. It's so weird because they've introduced little things here and there throughout the Pokemon series that just stopped happening, and well, it was weird. Well, in terms of weather effects, I don't know if there's ever been a case where it's had an effect on Pokemon appearances, but they've had an effect on um, Pokemon Cast appearances in, in, in terms of actual uh, spawn rates, Ah, which is what's what, what the case is here. I wonder. I have no idea. Maybe I, I in, guess like, 
Maybe in like general. I'm like I know like there are cases where certain Pokemon will appear under certain conditions. But in general, if you what's happening here is what's going to happen is if you walk through a if or if you're like going through a route that has like lakes and ponds, and if it happens to be raining, you're gonna see a lot more water Pokemon. And uh, well, I mean, there's only one game that did that in the Pokemon series. That's fucking Pokemon Go. But uh. <sighs> anyways, <sighs> um, so we've got the wild area where it finally allows us to like it's gonna be even more immersive than pokemon let's go i feel because let's go just felt kind of like pokemon showing up in the overworld just because that's the only way you could encounter them whereas here it's it's a little bit more natural it's a little bit more uh subtle but more immersive where you're just fucking strolling through a forest and then you see a fucking butterfree just flying through like minding its own business it's nice uh, i'm kind of concerned because in the trailer they were showing scenes of like uh, Pokemon, like Steelixes and Tyranitars, just walking around. Right. Like I sincerely hope they're not, you know, walking around that easily. But at the same time, if I, you know, encounter a Tyranitar when I'm in an area for a Larvitars, <laughs> I'm probably gonna get wrecked. Honestly, you know, it's like, yeah, all right, I'm gonna throw my level 30 Pokemon at you. Hey, I'm level 60. Yeah, right, shit. right. Just you know, curb stomps you, and you gotta run away. Well, arguably, also uh, this this might have all just been for trailer's sake because we also do see a Milotic. Um, and just to like showcase just how it could actually look. And so until we get more details, we wouldn't know. True. Very true. Also, I, it would be cool. We're running away from a battle. You legitimately just scoop up your Pokemon and you try to run away like Final Fantasy 13 or uh, 15 style, where you're just trying to run from the fight and right. the Pokemon's chasing after you. So we got new Pokemon. Uh, we, we absolutely knew about the other uh, starters, uh, which was what? Flobble, Scorbunny, and Grookey? Sobble, Scorbunny, Sobble. and Grookey. Sobble. Okay. Sobble. 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 Starter, I'm probably not going to get. Not going to lie. <laughs> um, it stinks yeah. because I have a feeling yeah. that Sobble in its final form is going to be some kind of like brave motherfucker. Like it's going to be a Hinata situation where it just turns into a beefy daddy. Uh, do you remember uh, looking at people uh, people's drawings of what they think the evolved forms were going to be for uh, the Pokemon in Sun and Moon? Yeah, um, and the most common theme for um, for I think the cat was it to evolve into like a Machamp of some sort, which surprise, surprise happened. But I mean, close enough. The one that convinced me to go for uh, oh crap, what is the original form of? Uh, the the main form of uh primarina uh the seal shit. shit i should know this i have them all oh my gosh nick you failed me with your living decks you have a living dex but not living dex knowledge what's going on here you poor i have poor failed thing. you yes you have so uh, it's called poplio first off poplio uh, yeah, yeah poplio it, it was my starter so i should have remembered that too uh, the uh, when people start drawing of it, they eventually one person that caught my attention. The reason why I picked Popplio was this creepy looking Malamar style clown that looked like it. Is this this evil looking walrus that looked like you know had a big ass clown nose, uh, evil eyes and shit? I'm like, oh yeah. So when I got pre Marina, I was a little disappointed because it went from evil clown looking motherfucker to I'm an opera singer, which <laughs> is okay. It's a fairy type. I get it. And then meanwhile, my wife, who got, you know, the little fire kitty, got the fucking pro wrestler. I'm like, Incineroar. And then Brandon, I believe, uh, picked uh, Rollet. And so he got this, you know, pretty cool yes, ass looking. Yeah. yeah. Really cool this design. Yeah. And so I'm not falling for this shit. 
Sable <laughs> in my head is gonna like do a full around. He's gonna turn into like a, a Greninja style. I'm gonna go from scared and stuff to like I'm brave. I'm cool looking. I'm fucking Greninja, except I'm you know the Sun and Shield version. It's like I bet he's just gonna turn into a fucking coward. Whatever. Fuck it. Maybe. Well, we'll, we'll it's have gonna to see be a Sable in a box. That's just gonna be its final form. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimate defense ultimate defense nick people have been asking me what version i've been getting and i've only told technically you and uh other nick actually because, and i can't remember good because <laughs> i admitted that i keep flip-flopping like every fucking week even though i keep thinking like i'll i'll, I'll re-decide which one i want if i keep picking the same thing i always like to go for what i thought was you know the not as cool one you know gold and silver i was always the silver guy because you know everyone loves gold but you know silver is not as valued as much right right and so shit like that everybody wanted ruby so i wanted sapphire and stuff like that uh in this case i said fuck it i'm gonna go for whatever looks the coolest to me and uh sword looks fucking cool as it turns out so i i keep telling myself sword and <laughs> fucking nick in the chat was like i was gonna go shield if they put the game art of the shield on the back of the box to make it look like you're carrying a shield if uh, i'm sorry <laughs> nick i'm calling you out what the fuck was it supposed to be a, a blank box in the front or were they gonna reverse it to where like it shows the game descriptions and the pictures on the front of the box and you just well, you could just take the out the sleeve and then just put it back in it just like upside reversible, down some no reversible cover art so you just take it out, turn it inside out, and put it back. And after looking at the legendaries that they revealed for this, Are I you mean the bull again? No, no, I'm, I'm saying with the fucking sword. I, I want okay. a goddamn sword, a dog that has fucking gum cancer because he's holding a stainless steel sword so, in his mouth. So apparently, um, and a, a redditor noticed this from the trailer uh, that they showed us. Um, the the blades on the back of. I'm gonna say Zach's Zassian right now. Zassian. Can you can you for my sake and for the layman's sake of the listeners, yeah. sword dog or shield dog? Okay, so the sword dog, if you notice, has these appendages on its back. The smaller ones closer to its rear legs. Apparently, uh, they come out, and then they they exp extend the the pommel of the sword, and then the bigger ones closer to its uh, forelegs. Uh, expand the extend the blade because they're smaller in the trailer at some point and they're missing from its back. Hmm. Uh, so apparently, uh, uh, people are speculating that it'll go between an attack and a defense form or an attack in a normal form, whereas the the shield doggo will go from a, sh a defense to a normal form or something. Hmm. Now the form that we saw was shield dog. Was that its normal form or was that shield dog mode? Like uh, I don't think anybody noticed anything specifically for shield doggo. Okay. Yeah, because Shield Doggo was basically like he got smacked uh, across the face. He's like, "Hey, you didn't do anything." Maybe, well. maybe the appendages on its side come forward out and join with the shield to make the shield bigger. I don't know. I, I want to see the deviant art of Shield Doggo. Sorry, Sword Doggo without a sword. And it's just his mouth, but he has like two holes in the side where his gums <laughs> have slowly molded around the handle. That would I, be kind of creepy. It, I mean, if that dog constantly holds that damn sword a very heavy object in its mouth its mouth and moves it around like that there's got to be indentations in the gum there's no way teeth right, are just right. constantly hanging around that he's probably got four fucking canines like two teeth and then this giant hole where, where it, imagine if that pokemon was born like that <laughs> uh it was just, meant to hold a sword 
I mean, this is the chosen one. Whistle. Yeah, the chosen. <laughs> he, he actually poured shields on him, but this one actually has the chosen markings of the hero. Um. So, uh, quickly to go back to our hard hitting, hard hitting coverage of the Pokemon Direct, uh, and we're gonna continue with the theme of calling them doggos. Uh, they announced the two uh, legendary mascots. They're wolves, but they're dogs. We've got Sword Doggo and Shield Doggo. Uh, Tyler, I think this is going to be your game in terms of Pokemon types, because just by looking at the design, they're probably going to be Steel types. Hell and yeah. I mean, Sogaleo with Steel, so I was happy. Yeah. And looking at some of the other designs, like this fucking badass crow, Corvic Knight, that's a flying and steel type. Holy shit. Wait, it's, it's flying seven, and steel? Flying and steel. It's seven foot three, Tyler. Get the fuck Tyler. out of the way, <laughs> <laughs> seven Carbonite's foot three down. that's a massive fucking bird that's a goddamn... <laughs> uh, you know what that reminds me of uh the fucking pictures of like the inquisitors that uh, have like the the mask that has the giant long ass beak except right, now right, it's a right. goddamn pokemon um, this is the fucking black plague that's uh, a pokemon which seems kind of fitting with the setting we are we are going for a very uh or at least po- pokemon uh, nintendo whoever game freak's going for a very um knights the, uh, like you know medieval kind of old english kind of style for a lot of their pokemon right um, like the coliseum that's based off in rome whoops i mean right, what uh, right sure that too um, close enough we've got our normal type for the generation it's a, a sheep it's it's called wulu uh, we've got we've got time i can't wait for the internet to make it sexy um uh we've got you haven't seen the 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 furry art between that and the marie i'm sorry not, you're missing out not here. yet not yet um We've got Gossifleur and Eldegoss that have been announced. They're two two Ampharos, one Wulu. <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep going, please. <laughs> um, and a really cool water rock turtle type Pokemon called Dredna. Uh, so we, we're we off to a decent start in terms of them announcing Pokemon. The art style looks really cool. Like I really like the general visual theme. Um, what else can we talk about? The, the, the Galar region, as it's called, is, as we know, is based off the UK. Um, I'm very happy to announce that gyms are back. You, you don't like Pokemon. trials anymore, Nick? Fuck trials. I never liked them. I hated okay. them from their inception. I'm saying for the record then, maybe the spite you, I don't even know. Yeah, fuck trials. Fuck, them. <laughs> fuck those fucking trials. <laughs> Sun fuck and Moon, those, uh... we tolerated it. Fuck those trials. Um, and what's really interesting is from the from the Pokemon Direct or, and from the trailer, um, it, it's essentially they've, they've uh, you know, for lack of a better term, commercialized Pokemon gym battles. So you'll walk out into an actual stadium, and and you'll have you'll be surrounded by people, and it's it's gonna like an. I'm excited. <laughs> this is everything, you know. Well, I mean, the concept of like eight big top dogs that you know run the gyms across the entire place, but in reality, it was just you know one or two people in there, and you know uh, people make these uh you know very private quests to walk around to each of these gyms and collect badges and stuff it just felt underwhelming like uh, in the original pokemon games it felt tough because you're fighting somebody that knows their shit but here it's like pokemon has been prevalent for a very long time here let's make a goddamn show out of it we've had you know pokemon uh what do you call those beauty competitions and all that stuff right right and pokemon you know that's yep. attracted the guy but every time we had like a serious big fight, it's never really been for a show except for like that four-way battle thing then Sun and Moon. I forget what it's called, but like Pokemon Showdown or something like that. Sure. But uh yeah, sure. 
it, it's never been represented as like a big showing except in the anime where you know it's yeah. a big fight everybody's watching we've never gotten that feeling until fucking especially today. with like the conferences dude like it, you know just now we're actually getting visualized in games and part of it is now i would think a, a certain part of it is because of the technology and the hardware that we have access to now, or at least that Game Freak has access to now, so that they can do a lot more with it. Um, we do not live in the age where uh, Kingdom Hearts uh, on the PlayStation Vita has four out of the 50 characters that are supposed to be in, you know, in a ballerina ballroom. Right. You know, it's not empty anymore. We can actually put things that don't look like 2D pixelated image, you know, GIFs in the background. Right, right people in the stands um and then really the other big thing is uh big uh, that they announced with the dynam feature of <laughs> the dynamax Nick, feature are you laughing at your own like five <laughs> yeah. out of ten joke here yeah are you serious okay yeah. okay um so dynamax is a new transformation i'm maxing over here <laughs> huh is a new uh transformation feature that they've are going to be introducing where in certain areas you can dynamax one pokemon during a battle and it'll only last about three rounds uh three I would turns like to give a quick correction to myself as nick is saying in the chat there was never a kingdom hearts game for the vita it was the psp i was mentioning birth by sleep i'm sorry go ahead and continue holy shit so mega evolve taken to the next form max evolve uh, sorry Darn essentially um and these will affect moves uh much like uh z moves uh so when you're dynamax certain moves will change when you they'll turn into max moves we don't know uh what that's going to look like yet but for some it'll increase their power for some it'll change their status type if it's a status move uh their effect i mean looking at the attacks it basically like if a pokemon has two flyings a normal and a psychic attack it would just say max normal, max normal, max, or sorry, max flying, max flying, max normal attack, max psychic attack, which just look like beefy supernova attacks, essentially. So right. it just looks like it's going to, instead of having like legitimate uh, competitive play with, you know, strategy and stuff like that, this is like, bro, like uh, it shows a Raichu that's on like eight at Sweeties that day. And it's like, I'm not going to go for strategy. I just want to fuck your face in, in front like, of these tens of people. It's like it's like a Chimchar versus a, a Machop. And if a Machop gets Dynamaxed, and all of a sudden it's Chimchar versus the Hulk. And the Hulk okay. just pounds its face in into the ground. Like, uh, what is the name of the fucking upside down octopus? Malamar? Like, yeah. Malamar depends so much on strategy and stuff to get its effects across. You just fucking... Dynamax, it's like, I guess I just fuck people up now. <laughs> it's like, it, it's like the opposite of what happened to the Hulk in Endgame, okay? It's like, yeah, you give much. it sophistication, except in this case, you're just taking it away. It's like, no. And so with, with Dynamaxing, they've also introduced max raid battles, taking in some concepts from Pokemon Go, where random, like at certain locations, I would imagine you'll have a, a random wild Pokemon that's been Dynamax that has unique abilities, unique powers. Um, and it doesn't, the Dynamaxing doesn't revert after three turns. It's indefinite until you beat it and you can play with your friends. You can, you can battle these Pokemon with your friends. Oh, I like, I, <laughs> the moment <laughs> Nick started the sentence, I, I like, I, I heard the heat and passion in his voice. Like, <sighs> You can play with your friends. I'm, like, oh, yep. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> this is, and then, and then, 
have you seen the thing in the trailer, Tyler? When you when it's time for you to try and catch a Dynamax Pokemon, you throw a massive fucking Pokeball at it? Yeah, it looks like fucking Naruto turns his Rasengan into a goddamn Mega Rasengan, just, you know, and throws and it. And you just like, chuck it. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm so excited. This is going to be one of the most fun Pokemon games in a while, I think. And I'm going to play the crap out of it, and, and I'm, I'm excited. This is Pokeball Z. It's just like just Super Saiyan Pokeballs. <laughs> You're just like, this isn't even my final form. And then, you know, right? She's like, ah, ah, <laughs> like a rat attack scouter breaks. So okay. we they've, they've announced a bunch of things. We've covered the biggest things. I feel like they've also introduced some new characters. They've introduced the, the, the professor for the region. Her name is Professor Magnolia. Uh, she has a um, granddaughter who's a researcher and also works with her. Her name is Sonia. Uh, they've introduced Hop, who's the younger brother of the champion, who is, what's his name? Leon. The champion is Leon, who, by the way, is undefeated ever until millions of us worldwide pick up that game and fucking beat his face in within a week. Then he's going to be defeated thoroughly. It's so sad knowing that's such a happy character <laughs> that killed at least two dozen Buneris to get his fucking cape. <laughs> Did you notice his his hat from the front? It looks like a crown, but it's actually a snapback. Oh my god! It's a snapback that's sitting at an angle so so far back that it the the the, the lip I of the hat peeks up. And looks this like guy's design, but he's like an abomination of different cultures put in one. From like the top down, he's supposed to look like a king, but then he has the hipster look from the top. But then he has fucking soccer leggings, and then you know his shoes in the bottom because yeah, apparently he's a soccer player, king, Pokemon, you know, champion with a snapback. Yeah, no, I love the like they they really don't give a shit. This looks like you know he's like I'm the best. I'm gonna dress however I want, and that's what he's done. And everybody else is kind of like dressed normally, and they're just kind of looking at him like, well. Are you sure N about that? Nintendo probably looked at the artists and say, I want all of you to make a total of 100 different looking champions, and we're going to pick the most ridiculous looking one. And Leon fucking just made it out of the batch. He climbed right out of the bat and he said, yo, I'm Leon, bitch. Yeah, I'm Leon. <laughs> I play football. I'm undefeated. Look at the hat. It uh, snaps the back. It's Leon time, motherfucker. Regardless, uh, you know, I'm excited. Guys, I, I really am. I can't wait for this game. And the the next few weeks in terms of game coverage are going to be intense because there's so much that's going to be happening regarding E3 and then just a whole bunch of things. Summer's usually always been slow, but we all look forward to the start of summer because that usually means E3. Can I make a small prediction for Pokemon before we wrap it up? For sure. I'm going to make a prediction that whenever Leon sends out his Pokemon, he's going to kick it around like a soccer ball and then sends it out. Ooh. I would argue that maybe it's not okay. I will I will broaden that prediction. I will say it's not going to be just Leon. I feel like there's going to be at least there's going to be one of those trainer archetypes that you fight that's going to do that. Okay, fine. Okay. So like your prediction like is a, that it, Leon's going to do that specifically. I feel like it's going to be a trainer class that's going to do that. I'm going to say that just for shits and giggles, even though this one's not going to happen. Uh, there's a 50-50 chance where uh, you challenge him and you throw your Pokeball and he kicks it back at you. And, <laughs> and, it, and he kicks it back at you and it catches you. And then you're his you're his new Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, that, that's the Exodia, the forbidden one. You know, I summon Pot of Greed. <laughs> and then he's like, no, you flips Uno reverse card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Anyways, that's Pokemon. Fucking Pokemon. A lot of shit coming out in uh, between September and uh, November. To look forward to, man. Holy shit! I'm I'm very excited. From we're gonna go from Shadow Keep, 
I'm gonna go from Shadow Keep to Pokemon, then back to Shadow Keep, and then back to Pokemon when Pokemon Bank comes out, so I can finish my living decks. Jesus Christ! Yeah. That's... Game releases. One game uh, that you got on the list here that's coming out this week. Dragon Star Varnier, June 10th, PS4. It's a, it is an exclusive. Uh, it's kind of scary really that find. that they would put a game out during the week of E3. I mean, there's probably going to be a, a couple of games that come out during E3. One of those. Here's this cool game, and it's oh right now. And, you know, people are going to, you know, rush their phones. And uh, we got three games that are coming on this day in gaming, which is June 10th. Uh, happy third birthday to Kirby Planet Robobot, where it came out uh, for the 3DS in 2016. Uh, coming out in the, for the PC in 2009, making this game 10 years old. Happy birthday to Prototype. And last but not least, happy 14th birthday to GTA San Andreas, which came out pretty much on anything that could run it. Uh, yo, these games are these games are old, dude. Yeah, no Ten shit. Is 14, but we're older, dude. Ten years. That's true. Um, sorry. Yeah, I was just confirming. There really isn't anything else coming out this week. I mean, it is E3, so this is in fact probably the weekend that you don't or a week you don't want to put a game out. I mean, we're having the mega companies shake their asses at us and announcing like big news. That's if true. You try to if you try to slip a mid-budget, you know, low advertising uh, cut <laughs> game out, it's like it's gonna get swept under the rug. All right, so. and the last thing here is um, last week we had a um, an interesting email. Yeah, we uh, got our second legitimate <laughs> email, if you want to call it that, and uh, we we were originally hoping that it was the uh, the Nigerian prince of old, but it turns out they're not from nigeria or africa even we uh we got hit with a uh, fishing thing that we responded to partially intoxicated on the the fucking podcast <laughs> and they responded back and so i would like to read the message of our uh number four biggest fan uh yes, miss aviano Erman. uh she reads as following thank you so much for your mail and accepting my proposal how is life over there hope you and your family are fine she says this with a comma and then a period Sorry for contacting you without your permission, but I hope we can establish a good relationship since we are meeting for the first time. I didn't know we met, but okay. <clears throat> About me. Oh, this is her biography. I am Miss, not Mrs. I'm not married, single and looking. Miss Aviano Ehrman. I'm for Portugal, but I live in Spain. Wow. This story is deep. I have a good heart. Remember that. I have a good heart. I am very sincere and down to earth. Okay, so she's not an angel, so she's realistic. I am a loving heart. I'm a good heart. I am a I have a loving heart and a very respectful and kind woman. I have a lot of love to give. My own religious, my own religious is Catholic Christian. <laughs> I thought she might have, you know, uh, you know, Catholic Hebrew. Okay. I Never judge others and am very compassionate. I love to appreciate the little things in life and am very respectful. I'm going to pause here real quick. Nick, what happens if this is a legitimate fan who's been listening to the podcast and not a scammer? What happens if I'm making fun of Miss Aviano Ehrman? I'm, I'm really scared. I'm going to take the step forward and say I'm doing it anyways. I'm the chances, of that, are, the chances of that are, are microscopic. I bought as much chance as getting money from this fine lady. <laughs> anyways, I know we are just knowing each other, but we can share ideas and discuss about important things and more issues as we talk about ourselves. I like to think positively, and I care about other people's feelings. Let me stop here for now. 
because am weak. Talk to you more at my next mail to you, expecting your reply with details about you soonest. Best regards, Miss Aviano Woman. So we have a woman who has a good and loving heart, who is compassionate and loving about others, and is a Catholic Christian. Uh, she had to stop her contact with us because uh, she was weak at the time. You know, she's sick. Uh, Nick, what are we gonna? How are we gonna handle this? I have no idea because I'm just thinking. Like you brought up the point that there's a possibility that it's an actual fan, but then they haven't mentioned the show at least once. True. And they um, want to know more about us, but they can't keep talking because they're weak. They're sick. And yeah, so th- yeah, that point makes they me have think- gaming disorder. That's what's going on. It, they got it's, <laughs> it's fucking terminal, man. They're, it makes me crippling. think that they they ripped this off like an old letter from like the 1700s, and is like when you'd actually have to write out a letter, and that would make sense. Like, oh, you know, I'm weak. This is, you know, I'll send you my next. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not even I about the English. Like, I can't. Like, that's that'd be super hypocritical of me. Like, I'm. It's. I'm not even concerned about the English. It's just purely about the content. It like it doesn't. It makes no sense, and it's just abrupt. Especially considering what our response was, uh, which was, uh, what was our first response? Do you actually want me to look at our first response? Yes, please. Sure. <laughs> Cold greetings. Contacting you privately. (laughs) State your kind intentions. You can kick my ribs, which was the slogan that we picked (laughs) randomly. Casual master quest. That was what we fucking sent. And this is what we got. No, this is definitely a bot or some sort of like fishing thing. Uh, so you're gonna have to work with me here. Yeah. Uh, give me random uh phrases to put into this thing, and I will. I'm gonna freeform uh this beautiful response. I need to thaw my chicken. The sky is crying. (laughs) Gas is very expensive. My neighbor kicked my dog. (laughs) All right. I think I got this. Okay. Let's see. Live on Casual Masquist is exactly what we get up to sometimes. (laughs) Okay. And I'm going to sign it. And then the nice thing about live is, you know, they got to listen, but they get to hear it. Okay. So to dearest Aviano Ehrman, we send our best regards for your diarrhea. I hope you come see us. Thought chicken is a delicacy here. The skies cry for our return to here. Gas is really pensive. I didn't put expensive, pensive. How is your neighbor's dog? The shoes shine for your Catholic casual master quest. I think we're going to make a connection here. What? I I, I love this shit. Is my dialect off? No, I love this shit. It's like there was a there was a messaging app that one of my friends forced me to get because that was the only one that he would use to communicate. It was called Kick, um, <laughs> and there was just it was just filled with bots. You know, like all of these these chat bots that would like put up conspicuous like links. You know, like the ones where you're just like a like a like a girl with like really uh, like an attractive profile picture or whatever would message him like hey and then i'd be like all right you're a fucking bot but let's drag this out and be like hey winky face you go like what are you doing i'm like oh nothing how's it going like nothing i'm just sitting here naked and like oh that's tight like why don't you come to my stream i really need the money i'm like okay but what do you think about the issues surrounding i don't know fucking the genocide in in you know i just go <laughs> the, on and just, the attention massacre over in china that will like, immediately disconnect them if they're from 
China. That'll be. No, I think on. You should really just please come to my stream. All right, but have you ever thought about how much food we're wasting? Well, that's kind of sad, but you should come to my. <laughs> just go on and on. I Did just you know with that Godzilla. If he were the pee, he would piss an average of two hundred million gallons of urine every day. Oh my god, you're so sensitive. Why don't you come watch my stream? Do you have more facts about the bladder of Godzilla? Come to my stream and tip me ten dollars. I might tell you. <laughs> Disorderly conduct. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Nick in the chat yes. is suggesting real quick, and we'll do this next time to find a, yeah. a Mad Lib site. I will create a proper letter in response using your information combined with the Mad Libs. I will find next time. That way, that you know, we can keep in contact with our news correspondent Avian Orman and reporting live from Spain on on current events and. And, and important societal issues. Right. She is so close to Ubisoft by about a thousand miles, but she's closer <laughs> than us. So, sure, take what you can get. Even She'll get I us a hot that, scoop. Yep. The hottest of scoops. Uh, and hopefully she won't end it by, you know, asking for credit card details. Or I'll just ask her if she has PayPal. I don't know. We'll see. We'll I've, see. I have an expired credit card. I have also expired credit cards. I have actually <laughs> active gas cards for previous truck companies. Which I won't use because that would be malicious and I could get sued really quickly. Anyways, Nick, as you're asking, you can find me on Twitter at two times Tyler. All letters, one word, two times Tyler. Where can we find you, buddy? You can find me on Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at LRWarrior11. Um, you can find the show, Casual Master Quest, in a variety of places. You can email us as our lovely news correspondent, uh, Miss Arvian Herman, Arvian or Herman. Um, casualmasterquest at gmail.com way to slaughter a news anchor my, I, I apologize Miss Erman um, you can find she's us on she's compassionate she has a gun <laughs> and has a loving heart you can find you us on twitter at masterquestpod you can also find us on facebook and instagram at casualmasterquest if you just look us up we will pop right up um, but yeah anything any last words any final comments Tyler yeah holy shit E3 is gonna be a fucking doozy and I can't wait to tear it apart it's gonna be awesome thank you very much for listening this has been Casual Masterquest episode 53 I was your host for the episode Nick joined by my lovely beautiful strong silent co-host not very silent but funny sometimes maybe not so funny Tyler right there um, and do also I, with do our I, do, do I have to be silent you don't have to be silent or with okay. our, and with our damn, brother with our news correspondent from uh spain who is originally from portugal but she lives in spain miss aviano herman uh yeah have a have a good day i'm very excited for what's about to happen next week it's gonna be all the e3 news uh don't forget to never stop the grind we'll see you guys next week have a good one guys bye 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 the intro to the podcast, titled Casual Master Quest, was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent Revelry's Music. You can find more of their work at soundcloud.com forward slash Revelry's Music, or just click on the link in the show descriptions. The background music is the album Top 50 Best Classical Piano Music by Brilliant Classics. You can find out more about Creative Commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash buy forward slash 4.0.